0: It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. I'm going to ask the praise team if they'll come back and get prepared to sing that song. We're in the presence of God here today. Let me say that again. We're in the presence of God here today. And God wants to break every chain, every sin. He wants to deliver and set free. And I just sense that kind of power here today. I want to I want to thank God for Dan Soldania and what God is doing through him with uh, with uh, with our missions. You saw all those names up there that was that was listed, and uh, I am I hope godly proud or proud in the right way that God is ministering to a lot of people uh, whether here in the United States. Or around the world, and we appreciate that. We have a very special guest with us today, Rich Byklotsky. Rich Biklotsky, would you stand, Pastor? Would you give him a great hand? Thank you so very much. It is an honor to have you with us today. He passes a church in Ohio. And as most of you know, or some of you know, that uh, Brother Dan and Sister Josie are going to renew their, uh, we have affirmation over their vows. (laughs) I don't want that word, renew, but uh, we appreciate this couple so very, very much. So following the service, we're going to take about a 10, maybe a 15-minute break, and we ask you to stay with us. It won't last long, and uh, Pastor's going to be helping us with that, along with Dan's son, and and some videos from other preachers. Uh, so it's gonna be an in- interesting time. So be part of that if you will. I would like uh, our prayer counselors, if they will, to get prepared to come around the altar when we start singing. Uh, we'll get to the verse and then you can come and I'll ask you to come. And i like for the men and the women to come. And if you're here today and you have a need in your life, if you're here today and you need to be saved, Now's a good time. If you're here today, you need to be healed. Now's a good time. God will touch you and heal you. If you're here today and there are chains in your life, there's bondage, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt, uh, whether it's jealousy and people struggle with these areas. And uh, we, I believe that God is a, a setter freer. I don't think that's a word, but I'll say it anyway. He'll set you free today if you'll just allow him to do that. And as we sing this song... Uh, later on, we're going to have our prayer warriors to come, and then I want to invite each one that has a dealies. Grace grace, grace grace. As they play it softly, this week I got to looking at the word grace. My vocabulary is real... Some peoples are much broader. Pastor David Smith. I have never seen anyone that has a vocabulary hardly like he does. But I got to look, and I said, "I want to. I want to read behind, behind someone that has a great vocabulary to, to to show us what grace is all about." So I begin to read behind Max Licato. Wow, I love his writings. I love his writings, and 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 all of. What he's written, and then I began to read behind uh, Jack Hayford. Wow, what a man of God! He just loves. And I just read. I looked up everything I could find about grace and see what Jack Hayford would say about it. Then one of my favorite orators is is Chuck Swindoll. I love Chuck Swindoll, so I said I'm going to see what Chuck Swindoll says about grace. I'm here to tell you, no one can explain it. The wisest people in the world can explain amazing grace. And Somehow I feel like someone might say to me, Pastor, you don't know where, I, where I've been and what I've done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As they sing the song again, amazing grace. And when we get to that part, my chains are gone. Feel free to step out and come but I want our prayer warriors to come as we sing. How many of you understand the grace of God? I try to. I'm talking about God's grace. God's grace. Once we understand it or Understand at it, God's grace, it will revitalize our lives. I gave out a little outline, and if you don't have yours, please raise your hand, and Brother Chip will make sure sure you have one. There are several verses that we could read. I want to read a few. One is taken from Romans, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Rome. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. That don't sound like that probably needs to be in the Word of God, but it does. Look at it. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. God's law. You see, the law shows how much of a sinner we are. The law really reveals what we are and the children of Israel had the law and all the do's and the don'ts and all the things that were allowed and the things that were not allowed. The problem was they just couldn't keep the law. I think some tried. And I think today there are people that try to keep the law. You can't keep the law. We talked about in our class this morning as some of you were there how that we have redemption, and then sanctification, and then glorification. And that area of sanctification is where we struggle. You know, we're instantly saved. I, if you notice, number three, under grace, where I've got on your notes, it's immediate. When you come to Jesus Christ and you ask him to forgive you, he forgives you immediately. Isn't that right? Isn't that great? You don't have to wait around about it. You don't have to negotiate it. It's just it's, it's, it's there. But it's that, it's that sanctification. As a young man, I was in a church and denomination that believed that sanctification was a definite work of grace. And in a way, I sort of believe it, but I believe it's more a progressive work, work of grace. Because I'm still being sanctified. Wow. And a lot of times we have that immediate touch from God, that immediate salvation. And then after a few days, few weeks, maybe a few months, the honeymoon's over. It's kind of like marriage, you know, you get, wow, bells go off and... The Fourth of July fireworks. When you get married into honeymoon, and wow, she's nothing like I thought. She's just great. He's just a hunk. Carol got where she couldn't. Well, what was wrong with you? Oh, she broke her collarbone or elbow and she had to sponge wash for a few days and then she was gonna get in the tub. Then she couldn't get out. She forgot the arm that she gets out with was the one that was broke. So she called me. I struggled and struggled. I fell in the tub. She says, I'm going to divorce you and marry a hunk. Well, she knew she won't get in a hunk when she married me. Then we got so tickled we couldn't. Neither one could get out of the town. We just, just lay there. Just... But, that, but, the, but the, the honeymoon is over. That doesn't mean the marriage is over. It doesn't mean your relationship with God is not over. There's that area of sanctification. I taught, i was taught also that when you got saved, I was a kid and you got saved, that you never cussed again. Of course, that's what we called it in Sampson County. We didn't call it curse or use profanity. We called it curse. I, I, uh, and and you never drank another drop of alcohol. He never allowed anger to control. All these things. I just thought when you got sanctified, you were sanctified and all that stuff rolled off. But I found out that's not true. Now, do I believe in cursing? No. Do I believe in drinking? Absolutely not. But sometimes there's that area where you struggle. and That's where grace comes in. (laughs) That's where grace comes in. It's wonderful to know that God's grace is with you no matter where, no matter what. Look at the introduction. Max Licato asked a question. I apologize for my voice. I won't speak long because I know it's irritating. Here's his question. Here's Max Licato. Look at it. Have you in your congregation been changed by grace, shaped by grace, strengthened by grace, emboldened by grace, softened by grace? Look at this one. Max Licato asked this question, snatched by the nap of your neck and shaken to your senses by grace. (laughs) Yeah. And then I love his statement, grace is the voice that calls us to change and then gives us the power to pull it off. (laughs) That's a good place to clap. He causes to change, and then he gives us the power to change. No one else can do that. Muhammad can't do that. There's no religion like Christianity. In fact, when you are immediately saved, that I was talking about a while ago, something wonderfully happens to you. Let me tell you what happens to you. Jesus Christ comes on the inside of you by the Spirit of God. Isn't that wonderful? If you are a Muslim, you don't want Muhammad. I don't written on the inside of you. But I'll tell you what, Jesus Christ, when you're saved, comes on the inside. I used to sing a song years ago, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. But if you're a believer today, he's still working on you. Joel Hemphill wrote the song, he's still working on me. He's still working on all of us. If you'll let him, if you'll let him. The problem is we get to where, God, I don't want. And the devil will say, hey, you never got anything anyway. You never got saved anyway. But he's a liar. The devil is a liar. You did get saved. Grace is inexhaustible. All of us sitting here today are breathing in, we're breathing in air. You, if we had the place full, everybody could breathe in air. You get all the air you want. That's the way God's grace is. It just it's inexhaustible. You keep taking it in, it keeps blessing you. Grace is not only inexhaustible, it is sufficient. One thing that is interesting to me is that God knows me now and He knows me tomorrow, and next month, and next year. He knows what's going to happen to me and what I'm going to be faced with a year from now. That's the kind of God we serve. And it doesn't matter. It may feel like sometimes it does. It may feel like, feel like sometimes, God, where are you? But I want you to know today, he already anticipates, knows what's going to happen to you, and his grace is sufficient. Amen? His grace is efficient. And as I said a while ago, it is, it's immediate. God's grace is there when you feel good Sunday morning. He's there when everything is going well. And all of you know this, but it's so wonderful to say it again. He's there when you don't feel good and you desperately need his grace. I'll never forget when the doctor came in and I was standing in one of the rooms at Duke Hospital and he came and he took this picture of me on the inside and put it up there and he showed me. He said, Mr. Westbrook, you have stage four of cancer. I can't tell you how low I was. I turned from him and my wife and I walked over to the window and I just stared out the window. Some things come to you, you just, it's hard to grasp it. It's hard. I mean, when you've gone through sickness, when you've gone through a divorce, when you faced death, I mean, it's just like that. Just like that. Well, that's how sudden God's grace is. I can't tell you, and I say this from the bottom of, of my heart. And I say it without any reservation or hesitation. I can't tell you the grace that came over me. Not that not at that moment, but during that time. I've had more grace. I've had, can I say it this way, the greatest grace? I've had grace abundantly. I can't explain it. I, I, you know, Peter talked talked about it's it's unexplainable, unspeakable, and full of glory. It is immediate. It is constant. I love this, and, and and most of us could quote this, and we quoted it years ago more than we do now. Jesus said, "I am the same what, yesterday, today, and forever." And that's something, Jesus Christ. He never changes. Isn't it amazing how things and people change? Sometimes you don't even know them. Sometimes you don't. Wow. You know, if, if George Washington or some of these guys came back today and see America they, and Congress and, 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 and Washington, would you say that they would say it's changed? Wow. Wow. But you can go back to Abraham. You can go back to Adam. You can come through all the prophets, the Old Testament, the New Testament with the disciples. John, the revelator, he never changes. God, he never changes. The grace of God is constant. Not only is it constant, it is continuous. It never stops. You know why it never stops? Because I love this. I I, I would like to think this is my original, but it's not. It's Jack Hayford's grace flows from the cross. Wow. (laughs) When you look at the cross, when you look at the sacrifice that he made, it's just, it's just. It's continuous. It's continuous. I'm glad that grace is not limited to my understanding of grace. Grace is not limited, folks. It's not limited to our our denomination. It's not limited to what we can comprehend. You just bask in it. You just receive it. Grace is inexhaustible, it is sufficient, it is immediate, it is constant, it is continuous, and here's one of my favorite: It is all forgiving. It is all forgiving. When that prodigal son came home, he already had his mind made up what he was going to say. Father, I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other. He already had his mind, but he didn't get a chance hardly to say it. Because that father was sitting on that porch, and he saw him coming. He jumps off the porch, and he runs to him, and he kisses him, and he kisses him, and he kisses him. He really, really, really forgave him. It didn't matter what he did. It didn't matter how much he splurged. One of the greatest examples of the grace of God is in John, where the Pharisees and the religious leaders bring this woman to Jesus and they throw her down before him, and they said she's been caught in the very act of adultery. I mean, how bad can you be? They thought they had him. Oh boy, we got him this time. Now, the law says she's to be stoned. Now, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> Listen at me. I'll tell you this. He didn't say stoner. But you know the story, how he stooped down, and he, he like to know what he wrote in this hand. I would love to know it. I would love to know what he wrote, but... We do know this: that he started writing and saying. He stood up and he said something so profound. Jesus ne- never had a gotcha moment. They couldn't get him. They wanted to, always wanting to get gotcha, gotcha. No, he never had a gotcha moment. He stood up and he said this. He said, "You." Now a lot of liberals and a lot of. Sinners like to quote this now. Well, you without sin. He didn't. That's not the way he said it. You without sin catch the first stone. And they all dropped their rocks and their stones. And one by one, they walked out of the presence of God. He had stooped down, Jesus did, to ride in the sand once again. And when he looked up, they were gone. And there was nobody there but her. Can you imagine her? That was caught in the very act of adultery. That was to be stoned to death. When he looked up and he said, Where are your accusers? She said, Lord, I have none. And he said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Brother... Brother uh, Matt, sing for me. My voice is gone. I can't talk much, but you can sing much. Thank you. This, I love this group. I love these people. And then finally, not only is it inexhaustible, not only is it sufficient, not only is it immediate, constant, continuous, all-forgiving, but it is free. When today man is looking to get everything he can from whoever he can. The gospel, the grace of God is free. All who embrace grace, they themselves become free indeed. Free from what, Pastor? Free from... The highs, walk in the highs without fear. Free from self. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a good one. We're so bound up with self until it's absolutely amazing. And that's one of the sanctification problems uh, that we're struggling with is self. My goodness, self gets in the way. We're free from self. We're free from shame and condemnation. We're free from the tyranny of others' opinions. Does that bother you sometimes? And it gets, boy, it gets, gets on my nerves. But God sets us free from others' opinions. We're free to obey God. We're free to love. Here's a good one. We're free to love others. I don't know about her. I don't know about him. I don't, well, I love him. How can you love a person like that? I called, listen to me, I called someone this week and talked to them several times that had done some things wrong, done me wrong. And I can't tell you the love that I had for them. I can't tell you. God does a wonderful work. God does a wonderful work. We are free to serve and glorify God. And the last one, we are free from sin and slavery. My chains. Let me leave this with you. It is one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible. It is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, verse 7 through 9. Unless Paul said I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, he says, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded. I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, and he said to me, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And I feel so weak this morning, but he's free. He <laughs> up his strength is made perfect first foremost gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest in me come up here sister Carol my companion my precious wife dismisses dismisses let's bow our heads in prayer Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your presence in our midst. God, we don't ever want to be here without you. You are the one that we honor. You're the one we adore. And we ask that your presence be with us. Dear Father, we pray that as we go to our homes that you'll go with us. That you'll be with us in our everyday life. And that your abundant grace will be resting upon all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you if you will have fellowship. For you that would like to, please stay for the reaffirmation of these vows. Thank you for coming.